0: The Lord, praise the Lord. There we go praise the Lord. praise the Lord. Good morning, everybody. I want to want to thank you for letting me join you today and come and bring the word. I appreciate you, Brother Larry, First Lady, for the invitation. I'm um, always glad to be here. Um, and before we get started, I just want to give a brief, quick prayer. Um, Lord, I want to thank you for the opportunity to come and fellowship in your name. I pray that the word that you send forth touches people's hearts, touches people's ears and bring some into relationship with you, and help those of us that are in relationship with you already. Amen. Amen. So my topic for today is going to be God's purpose for our life. Human beings having power at our disposal is undeniable. Whether it's the physical power of the human body, the mental power of the mind, the power of the unbreakable human spirit, or the power of the Holy Spirit, we can all agree that we have power undoubtedly in some form or fashion. And that power comes from somewhere. That power is bestowed upon us by God. Deuteronomy 8:17 through 19 tells us, beware, lest you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power. For it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that swore that he swore with your fathers as it is this day. And if you forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I solemnly warn you today, you shall surely perish. There is no shortage of biblical figures that wielded great power. Today we're going to look at Moses. Samson and the prophet Elijah briefly. Moses was able to part the Red Sea and lead the nation of Israel out of slavery. He also got water from a rock at least twice that we know of. The brother Samson had incredible strength. His power was in his hair. Now, unfortunately, he was negligent with his power, and he lost it. The prophet Elijah raised the widow's son from the dead. And this was a transformative experience for the woman who witnessed this. We can see in these examples with great power comes great responsibility. And quite frankly, with any power comes great responsibility. God has expectations for what he wants us to do with the power he's blessed us with. And this is my uh, main scripture and message coming up. Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, created in Christ Jesus for good works, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. My message today is that we must use our powers for good. We must use our powers for good. When I say PFG, I want y'all to say that's the code. PFG. PFG. There we go. God created us with the expressed expectation of us using our powers for good. This is our purpose for existing. What can we learn from the biblical figures and how can we apply it to our life today? Moses gives us a possible way to live out the code. We can lead and help God's people directly. We could be mentors, we could be teachers, life coach, motivational speakers, but the idea is that we're leading from the front and helping God's people along the way intentionally. From Samson, we learn to cherish our power. Raise your hand if you ever heard the expression, guard your grill. Guard your grill, okay. I want you to add to that repertoire, protect your power. And we want to protect our power because people will encourage you to use your power for their own personal benefit and profit. And not everyone who recognizes and appreciates your power has your best interests at heart. And nothing will make them happier than to see you lose it. From the prophet Elijah, we learn that God gets the glory. And people are made into believers and come into relationship with him when we use our powers for good. This is an example of each one reach one. Also understand that people are watching you when you use your powers for good. And when they need help, they will come to you. And you let them know to God be the glory. And he is the source of your power. And he will be drawn unto them. Here's a piece of advice. I like to call it free game. Do not let your power lay idle. That is to say, don't let it just sit and do nothing with it. Ideally, we will multiply our powers, but at the very least, we want to use the powers we have to our fullest capacity. We can look at the parable of the buried gifts to to see that in play. One person was given five gifts. One person was given two gifts. One person was given one gift. The person, the people giving five gifts and two gifts, they multiplied theirs, and they were encouraged. The person who buried his one gift, he was scolded for wasting his gift. And that lets us know right there that when we have a power and God gives us a power, he wants us to do something with it and not just sit on it. You might be asking yourself, Brother Twan, how are you following the code? How are you using your powers for good in your everyday life? That's a great question. I teach math, I've been doing that about 10 years. I also do community work and develop young people. I do mentoring whenever I get the opportunity and the chance to. On social media, sometimes I do short devotionals. And I also just make myself as available as possible for people around me. And you might be thinking now, that sounds about like all your time right there. (laughs) And it's true, it is all my time. And that's because I've dedicated my life to following this code and to using my powers for good. And that's because I had the parable of the buried talent when I was very young, and my mother always told me that a mind is a terrible thing to waste. And I'll take that a step further and to say any power is a terrible thing to waste. And now, you don't have to dedicate your life and fill all your time with following the code. That's just a decision I made. Booker T. Washington said, cast your buckets where you are. So that means start with what you have and where you are and the people around you. So if you're just using your powers for good in your own family, that's a good start. And if that's as far as you get, ain't nothing wrong with that. I do want us to understand that your power that God gave you is precious. Protect it. Don't waste it and use it to the best of your ability to serve God and his people so that he can get the glory and believers can be made. So why is it important? us to use our powers for good. When we use our powers to pursue our selfish personal interests, we can see the effects all around us. Look no further than the politics, especially local Baltimore politics. We don't even got enough time to get into that. The corruption didn't the corruption run rampant. And the oppressive conditions we see in our community is a direct result of people intentionally using their power to help some and to hurt others. When we use our powers for good, the effect is each one reach one, and it inspires others to use their powers for good as well. If you've ever seen the movie Coach Carter, the the brother quotes a poem where it says, our fear is that we're not inadequate, but we're powerful beyond measure, and that when we let our light shine, we unconsciously give people around us permission to do the same. And that's the same when we use our powers for good we set an example and a model for people to follow, and we inspire them to do do the same and use their powers for good. When we use our powers for good, the love of God shines through us. Traumatized children, broken homes and families are all results of someone abusing their power and not using it for good. When we don't use our powers for good, we are rejecting, neglecting, and falling short of our purpose that God created us for. And as Deuteronomy lets us know, if you don't use your powers for good, you're going to get yours. I don't know if anybody's seen the Jeffrey Epstein documentary. I don't want to give too many spoilers, but this brother was able to amass a great wealth and indulge himself in all of his carnal urges and ha- hurt countless people. And he got away with it for a long time. But, you know, it all came down on him. And he, he wound up, you know, dying in jail. Some people say he killed himself. It's still up in the air. But... The point is, you know, God is watching. Following the code of using our powers for good is an exercise of obedience. And when we are disobedient, God will hold you accountable for not fulfilling the purpose he created you for, one way or another. Before I go, just want to give us some takeaways, just some ideas and tools to equip us to best follow the code and best use our powers for good. The first is that there are a wide array and diversity of types of powers and gifts, and we all have one. Um, Also, there are typically four types of power, expert, position, relational, and coercive. Expert power just means you have knowledge that a lot of people don't have. Think about a mechanic. They know a lot about cars. Everyone doesn't know a lot about cars. And when you take your car to them, they have the power to keep you on the road or keep you coming back to them. (laughs) Understand that. Understand that. (laughs) Position power means the powers that come with the role you have. Brother Larry is the pastor here. Now I'm here preaching right now because he said I could. Now me and Brother Antonio, we very close. But if he invited me to come preach and Brother Larry said, no, it ain't going down. (laughs) Because that's the power that comes with that role and that position. Relational power comes from having traits that we value as a society. A lot of times, elders have these powers because we trust them because they lived a long time and they have knowledge that we value and can help us out. Coercive power comes from when people have the ability to give you a consequence, like your parents or your boss. Now, even though the power is rooted in consequences, it can still be used for good. And now I want to give us a short list of types of powers and gifts, and some of them in terms of intelligence. And when I say intelligence, I just mean having a high capacity or ability to learn skills and apply them in that area. And that just means you're really good at learning and doing in this particular area, maybe more so in other areas in your life. One is academic intelligence. That's called book smarts. Another is social emotional intelligence. These are people who may be counselors, or psychiatrist or therapist, confidants, people you trust with your emotions that you can talk to. The next is logical intelligence. These are people who are quick on their feet or may have uh, situational awareness and just can think through problems very critically. Another is language or verbal intelligence. This is often known as the gift of gab. You can talk with the words. But sometimes this is also the writer's touch. Perhaps you can write well but not speak well. But they are connected to having the power of language. Another is visual artistic. Maybe you're good with painting or drawing. Um, Maybe graffiti. Maybe tattoos. But you can do, you have a, a gift in that area. Bodily intelligence. You're good with your hands. Maybe you're a carpenter. Maybe you're a cosmetologist. That's not a gift I possess. I will help you any way I can. But if you ask me to help you put some stuff together, We're going to be looking at each other. I can tell you that right now. Another is musical intelligence. Perhaps you can write music well. Perhaps you can sing. Perhaps you can play an instrument. Perhaps you can play multiple instruments. Another is naturalistic intelligence. This is you are good with the land. You can get the land to produce. You can grow. You you have a a way with agriculture. Sometimes this is known as having a green thumb. Perhaps you have wealth. Perhaps you have some connections. They say it's not what you know, sometimes it's who you know. You might know all the people who it's good to know. Maybe you have personality or charisma, and people are magnetized towards you, and they listen to your every word, and they trust your influence. Perhaps you have a platform where you can speak openly and have others come speak openly. And if nothing else, we all have these last two, which is the power of prayer and the power of love. All of these powers can be used for good, and God expects us to use them for good. It's also important that we seek out opportunities for use to use our powers for good and not to wait for them to come by us. Think about Jesus calling the disciples into discipleship for him. He didn't have an interest meeting, and whoever signed up, they were disciples. He went to where they was at. He found them. He told them, I'll make you fishes and men. Come on with me. And that's the example we should follow. It's important to hone our craft to sharpen our skills and embolden our power so we can be as effective as possible and help God's people to the best of our ability. Understand, there are people using their power for evil. And every time we don't take advantage of the opportunity to use our power for good, that's a casualty for the body of Christ. And we don't want no casualties over here. Whatever power you have, God chose you to have that power for a purpose. Whatever power you have, God chose you to have that power for a purpose. Discover your power and walk in your purpose. I will give you a disclaimer. Once you discover your power and start walking in your purpose, the devil will try to deter you and distract you. Ask me how I know. Go ahead, ask me. Ask me how I know. Because it happened to me every single day. I spent about 50% of my time trying to get around or over or underneath or through some obstacles just to do the work. And a long time ago, Brother Larry told me, when you dedicate your life to helping God's people, all hell will break loose in your life. And he ain't tell one lie. He ain't tell not one lie. Now, you might be sitting there saying, well, Brother Twan, I was already under this impression. I already know about using my powers for good. And I was already living my life this way. So what can I do with this message going forward? Let others know. Make demands on the people around you to use their powers for good. If you got people in your circle that's not using their powers for good or just sitting idly on their powers, let them know the code, PFG. And make demands on them to do so. So that's important. And that's, uh, that's it in conclusion. Make sure we use our powers for good. PFG. PFG, in Jesus' name, amen.